Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Taking on the Titans, standing up for the little guy. It's The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. You know, I have to, uh, I have to tell you, this is uh, just extremely disappointing, and uh, doesn't He's called it. talk to me, please. He's Kevin's on the line. Okay, so now we have Kevin O'Leary on the line. All right, Mr. O'Leary, how are you? Very good, thank you. Uh, we've just been treading water for about 10 minutes waiting for you. Sorry, I was at a campaign event with students at Carlton. It ran late. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, let's get, just get into a couple of issues with you quickly that uh, that, that are going to matter. You, uh, you challenged the Conservative Party on the way that some individuals were being registered as party members with uh, untraceable credit cards that was not going to augur well for you. Turned out that you were correct, some 1,351 individuals. What does that mean to your campaign, and what does that say about the party and the and, and the people in the party? I think we're all, as, as candidates, going to set politics aside on this issue because we as a party and as a leadership race in progress need everybody to know in Canada, in every party, and those watching Canada from the outside, that this race is built on the pillar of integrity. There is no tolerance, zero tolerance for fraudulent vote rigging, zero. And so we have now gone through this process to look through the list. We found these errors or these fraudulent votes or whatever you want to call them. What we need now is to know with certainty is the list is finalized on the 28th of this month that every single name is clean. That is paramount for everybody. You do not want to start the mandate of the new leader, whoever he or she is, over the taint of fraud. Do you get a feeling there's an effort to stack the deck against you? No, not at all. I think this is an unusual race. It's unprecedented in Canadian history. We've never had in any party, in any political contest, an ending where there's 14 candidates still in the race. So that causes certain stresses, because really what's going on in a leadership race in any political arena, it's a form of civil war. And, of course, when it's over, the party has to convalesce around the new leader, and that'll happen in a matter of weeks. But we have to make sure it is not tainted by this fact that there were fraudulent voters in that list. They have to be called now. And the big concern for all of us, and I think we can put politics aside when I say this, and I believe that every candidate feels the same way, and the party does, is when the final list is created, the evening of the 28th, the party goes through an audit process to assure everybody involved and everybody watching that every single name is valid. Okay. Let's move on to some of the issues that matter to Canadians that we've been talking about on this program, and we've had a tremendous amount of response, too. Let me start with the Motion 103, M103, Islamophobia. Where do you stand on that? I think it's a very weak idea to put this forward and single out a single ethnic race or religion, a huge mistake. We cover this as Canadians and always have. It's in our social fabric. 
we, I don't care what religion you are or what, where you come from or, or, or what your ethnic background is. You're a Canadian to me and to every other Canadian. Why we would, would single out one seems unfair to them and to the rest of religions in Canada. What about the Catholics? What about the Anglicans? What about the Jews? What about everybody else? Why, why are we singling one out? I don't understand it. I think it's a very weak motion. Do you think there's an agenda at play? You know, whatever it is, it's, in my view, a mistake. And I think it should be dropped because I think it's causing a lot of discomfort with everyday Canadians. You know, sometimes governments make mistakes. This is one of them. What would you do about the migrant issue at the border? We're now hearing news story after news story, headline after headline, almost keeping a running count of the numbers of people who are entering Canada from the United States on the ground between the border crossings. Uh, circumventing the safe third country uh, agreement, what would you do, what would your reflexive instinct be to do about that? Well, we have two options, which Trudeau has done neither. In fact, he made a huge mistake last December. He, he took away the visa requirement for Mexicans, and all of a sudden, as Trump has put pressure on illegal Mexicans in the U.S., we have a new migration coming into Canada. I am not against uh, immigration. I, how can I be? I'm an immigrant. I'm an Irish, uh, Irish Lebanese. And so... What we need to do is, is stop this because it's unfair to the people that are trying to enter the country legally. The loophole in the law has to be closed by Trudeau. Think about this. The, loop, the law says if you come into a port of entry and the officer asks you, are you in an immigration or refugee status process in the U.S., and you answer, yes, we turn you back. Why is it they can walk in the border without even any papers and then jump the queue for the people that are trying to get in legally? And what's worse, and so unfair to Canadians, they actually get better health care status than the Canadian does. They tap into our welfare system, and they play the game of going through seven different applications before they're rejected in the refugee status, hire a lawyer, and play the game for another seven years at a cost of $500,000 per person to Canadian taxpayers. Of course I'm against it. So are most rational Canadians. It's unfair. Trudeau has made a huge mistake on this, and he should fix it. What would you do? He's a weak leader, and he won't do it. What would you do? I would immediately, at this point, go back to the U.S. and say, look, we've got a problem. And the reason you should care, Homeland Security came up here. And actually, I've got to answer it this way. The, The Minister of Public Safety, Ralph Goodale, was asked this specific question last Saturday by... Solomon, and he came back, and there must be some kind of a disease you get in Ottawa if you're a politician long enough, because he spun an answer for eight minutes and said nothing. What I would do is go back to Homeland Security and say, look, we've got to modify this. We have to apply the same rules we apply at the border of entry to the entire 49th parallel. If people come across the border and we ask them specifically, are they in a refugee status, we're turning them back to you as we would in every port of entry. Do you agree, yes or no? If they don't, we have to take matters into our own hands. We either have a border or we don't. But I think our American friends have the same problem we have. They don't want to see it in reverse. They don't want to see people crossing the Canadian border into the U.S. We don't want either way. We want a border. We want to process a border with a legitimate claim. That's who we are as Canadians. This is a migration occurring, and this is the wintertime. Those images of people crossing frozen rivers with their children, it's so unsafe, so unfair. They're being encouraged by lawyers to do this, to breach the law and take advantage of the loophole. It's a big mistake. We've got to fix it as Canadians. Out of respect for the people that are trying to come into the country legally, that's what matters. I have about 60 seconds left. Canada's military is going to review its uniforms, its badges, its music, its ceremonies to ensure that the CAF 
are welcoming to women and to minorities. That's getting a lot of attention. It's something I'm going to be speaking to directly on the program uh, later on uh, today and tomorrow. What do you make of that? Uh, about 30 seconds for an answer. I have to respect the institutions. I mean, think about it. The military has been proud for a, a long time. They build their own institutions. If they want to modify them, that's their business. And we as Canadians have to respect them 100% because they serve and take the ultimate risk for the safety of our country. If they want to modify that, in my view, it's their purvey. It's their decision. It's in their great honor and long tradition that they would do this. And I'm sure they're going to make a careful consideration of it because they respect that history. Uh, you can't do things just for politically correct considerations with the military because that's an entirely different organization with an entirely different role. But we have to respect their wishes. No, respect I understand. I absolutely understand that. But... Are there their wishes? See, we've run out of time. Is that their wishes or is it the wishes of the government? We'll talk again, Mr. O'Leary. Thanks for the time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, David. Kevin O'Leary on the Green Show. A whole bunch of questions for him, but we got some in. No time for your calls today, but what I'll do is I'll play that back tomorrow, and then we'll open the phone lines for your comments. And then right after we do that, you'll hear Dr. Kelly Leach.